And that is time for our weekly political panel. This week we are joined by RNZ political editor Joe Moyer and RNZ political reporter Annika Smith. Uh, kia ora, welcome to both of you. Lots of thorny issues in Parliament this week coming uh, at, a, at us at pace uh, with this 100-day schedule. One of the issues, though, or one of the other questions was around uh, Christopher Luxon claiming an accommodation supplement to live in his own Wellington flat. Joe, what was that about? Yeah, Morena, Ingrid. Um, quite remarkable, really. So this is a um, story that's on Newsroom this morning about this $52,000 accommodation supplement that the Prime Minister is entitled to uh, to live in Wellington, of course. But um, as we know, Christopher Luxon uh, already has a property here. According to that Newsroom story, it is mortgage-free. Um, and I have got confirmation from the Prime Minister's office this morning that he is indeed claiming that accommodation supplement. Now, this just throws up all sorts of issues. It'll be interesting to see how the Prime Minister responds to this at the moment, I would say it looks pretty tone deaf uh, in terms of the fact that the Prime Minister has, of course, campaigned and come into government with a very strong message of cost cutting and savings. And I think, you know, the public will uh, look at that story this morning and go, what the heck? Yeah, I think this has been one of those issues around claiming. I mean, it's, it's popped up over the years with various leaders and politicians and what they can claim and what they can't. And, and they generally come back to, um, well, it's in the rules. Well, yes, it is in the rules. Um, and there was a um, situation, I think, back in 2009, somewhere around then, when um, Bill English, uh, who was yes. living in Wellington, you know, claimed it. And uh, he ended up giving it back because, uh, you know, there was a bit of an uproar about it. Uh, you could see this end up happening as well with Christopher Luxon. Um, if there isn't a, a decent reason for it and he's under pressure, uh, maybe he will end up giving it back as well. But, yeah, not, not a good look. No. Okay, one of the other well, controversial issues of the week, the uh, rewrite of the Guns Act. Annika, you've been uh, ahead of all of this story. W- what was that all about? Yeah, this goes back to the um, Nationals Coalition Agreement with ACT to rewrite the Arms Act, which is kind of like the home of New Zealand's gun laws. That's been the case for the last four decades, and it's been tinkered with over time, but never completely overhauled. Uh, I sat in a select committee a few weeks ago, and it was there that MPs heard a petition which is separate from this coalition agreement to allow competitive shooters to once again have semi-automatics for sport. So that's on gun ranges. Uh, this was the case before, before March 15, and then the ban came in, and they were only allowed for either pest control or as collector's items. So it was at that point I went to Nicole McKee, who's Associate Justice Minister, and responsible for firearms uh, laws, and I, I asked her what the government's position is on it. Um, she didn't have um, a clear answer or said there wasn't a definitive position right now, but confirmed that this change was on the table in the rewrite. And so we're now in a situation where political parties have weighed in, members of the public have weighed in, and members of the Muslim community affected by the Christchurch uh, massacre have, have weighed in. Do you think, Annika, that... National and New Zealand First, for that matter, are going to agree to the more, I guess, the more uh, extreme end of the possible changes? Yeah, we. I tried to um, ask the Prime Minister, we, we tried to push the Prime Minister on National's position on this this week, um, and he effectively just said... Um, it was up to the minister. No, no, no decisions have been made. No discussions have been had, um, and effectively, I think he's signalling that he will let the process run its course. But I think it will be a hard sell. Uh, March fifteen was only five years ago, and we've. Uh, it's worth noting the police will uh, strongly oppose this. Um, they, at select committee a few weeks ago, said this would introduce unacceptable 
risk to the community. And um, those I've spoken to in the Muslim community say that this is um, this is. They agree, I think, and actually in speaking to um, members of the Islamic Women's Council and the Federation of Islamic Associations, they actually expressed an understanding and and a willingness to understand the need for firearms in the New Zealand community, but said that when it came to semi-automatics, that conversation had been had and it was was done. All right, we'll wait to see about that. Uh, Joe, urgency, things have been coming thick and fast this week. Have they what? (laughs) Fair bit of repealing. Yeah, I mean, the smoking stuff was probably, along with the Māori Health Authority together, uh, prompting some pretty emotional and fiery stuff in the House, actually. Oh, yeah, some um, really fiery, combative, um, emotional speeches in the House this week, uh, particularly from Labour's Māori caucus. Um, You had some very emotional, I think there were also sort of nearly tears, actually, at the end of um, Penny Hinere's uh, speech in the House about the Māori Health Authority, he, of course, was the minister uh, charged with setting that up alongside then Health Minister Andrew Little. Uh, he talked about the fact that the new Health Minister, Shane Ritti, uh, he's known his entire life. They're both from up north and uh, are very close. And he said, you know, this is a situation where I built the fuddy and now Shane Ritti is dismantling it. Uh, that was in case of Māori Health Authority. And then when you look at the smoking repeal stuff, uh, Chris Hipkins actually came down to the House. Uh, not often do the opposition leaders bother to sort of come and do those sort of big set-piece speeches and, and these sorts of readings. But um, Chris Hipkins clearly quite, quite fired up about uh, the smoking laws there. And he came down and delivered a hell of a speech, actually. Um, it was full on. It was actually quite jarring to to hear. I mean, just for for the time being, it seems as though Christopher Luxon and, and the government's wider government they are happy to take. They're getting criticism for various things, but they the polls are steady. They're going to wear this right. They're going to they're going to plough on. There's nothing, no change of course or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, look, they are making the point that they campaigned on this stuff and have a mandate for it. And to a certain extent, I actually I agree with that. They they did campaign extensively about getting rid of the Maori Health. Authority. Not the smoking. Not the smoking. No, but on the Maori Health Authority, they did, and I think that that's you know a fear. Uh, response from them to make. The smoking one is is different and I think that's probably why you saw the likes of Chris Hipkins come down and really give it to the government on on that one because that has very much come out of the blue for a lot of people. Just finally, we're almost out of time, Uh, the News Hub story, a massive story for the media, the way in which the government handled this wasn't particularly, well, they were criticised for it, weren't they, Melissa Lee, her response? Yeah, I think it. um, she came out and um, sort of I think everyone was looking for her to say this is a this is a very dark day for democracy, and it was actually uh, New Zealand First Leader Winston Peters, Deputy Prime Minister Winston Peters, that came out and said it was a, a tragedy. So, an un- unlikely ally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just want to add on that too. It was just last week on this political panel we had the phenomenal News Hub political editor Jenna Lynch here mm. giving very insightful analysis. Um, so many colleagues and friends of all of ours, and we are really feeling for them all. And it's mm. it's a pretty difficult time for the media at the moment. Indeed, thank. Thank you very much uh, for that, Joe Moyer and Annika Smith, the RNZ political editor and RNZ reporter.